Blog Talk Radio. everybody doing tonight this is brother Seth and I just again want to thank you for your time um, and, and your dedication some you've been listening to since 2011 I know I say it every show but we really appreciate you well folks tonight what do we have well we're talking about the blood of saints on the hands of saints what do I mean by that well you got the blood of saints pretty much by the hand of saints. What saints you talking about? I'm talking about those engaged in the dangers of white supremacy, those practicing white supremacy or white privilege. So the name of the show is the blood of saints on the hand of saints, the dangers of white privilege. So, folks, tonight we're talking about something very, very serious because... There are a lot of our white brothers and sisters practicing and enjoying the benefits uh, created uh, out of the oppression, uh, 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 with the oppression or from the oppression of others. There's nothing wrong with having benefits. There's nothing wrong with your family getting the best of the best. There's nothing wrong with uh, being on the cutting edge. There's nothing wrong with living life to the fullest. But never, brothers and sisters, should it be to the expense of other brothers and sisters on the earth. So this show is not a bash at, at, uh, it's not bashing white people per se. It's not the goal of the show. The goal of the show is to continue to enjoy your life. Matter of fact, I offer you, or the Father offer you by his word and his spirit, uh, talking to our white brothers and sisters that are profiting from white privilege tonight, uh, and, and really everyone listening. 
because some this is going to relate to everybody and you'll see what I mean as we go along brothers and sisters I created this show tonight uh, again it's a Seth turn creative fossils on network I created this show tonight because of a of something I see that's prevalent. I mean, it's everywhere. It's in every city. It's in probably uh, every company. It's practiced in every church, every company. Really, anywhere, those that classify themselves and those of us that classify them as white are. We're talking about white privilege tonight, brothers and sisters. We're talking about being privileged just because of your skin color. I said we're talking about being privileged, having benefits, unearned, unearned, uh, un- unearned benefits, if I might add, just because of your skin color. Now, where people work hard and earn benefits, that's a different story. But we have to even look at that because sometimes some people have been positioned and and poised and educated and 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 and, and uh, sometimes even when people it would look like they deserve it how they got to be where they're at oftentimes it's still white privilege so a lot of uh, my white brothers and sisters I know are thinking look sir I have worked hard for everything I've got I cannot stand this message or this these articles or these uh, podcasts or these news uh, reports or whatever, how would they hear about this so-called white privilege? Because they're saying I work hard, very hard every day. Nothing was given to me. Well, I got news for you, brothers and sisters. When you walk, when you show up, when, when someone literally see you with the eye, you're privileged. Whether you want to be or not, Oftentimes, if there's no white people around, I'm talking to that white man or that white lady that feel like I just said, even if there's no people that look like you around, Mr. White Man or white woman, who feels like you're not privileged and this is all a bunch of BS. BS means, so saints, forgive me, I'm just trying to talk like the world right now, to reach the world. But... You may feel like, I don't understand. I don't understand this topic. I don't understand why people come out with this. I I, I really don't get it. Let me just say this to you. (laughs) If you can be seen with the naked eye, which is going to prompt the mind to think certain things, if people just see you, You're enjoying white privilege because the skin brings a privilege. I've even seen what they call hobos in Texas or street people in Texas. And oftentimes they have buddies that are black, and they're sharing a wine bottle. I'm talking about people on the side of the road, skid row folks. And I've seen the dark skin treat the light, the white person that's on Skid Row with him, I've seen it there. It's something about white skin in the minds of not just white people, but in dark-skinned people as well. Wherever white supremacy is practiced, 
you benefit, brothers and sisters. You might not like it. You might not want it. But it's the way we all have been raised. Some things we ought not see on the billboard. Some things we should see on billboards one or two times. We should always see people that look like us on billboards, brothers and sisters. Everybody should see somebody that look like them represented in a good way. Everybody. If you don't see people look like you, it may seem innocent, but those people are going to suffer where they are presented to society as a ghost. Again, you tune to the Fires and Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. And yes, we are still writing the book. This is going to be on Chapter 8. We're skipping from Chapter 2, which is Expo 30, where we talk about the 30 areas of life saturated with white supremacy. We're going to pick that up. But that's going to be, we found out, that's going to be most of the book. That's more than half the book, just Chapter 2. So I'm going to have to tackle that in another way. So we're going to skip to the solution. We're going to skip chapters 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Brothers and sisters, those of you that's not familiar with what I'm talking about, we are writing the book, The Systemic Lives of White Supremacy, or Our World's Ruling Religion. One more time, we're writing the book literally on this blog on Tuesdays, whenever we do the Tuesday show, which we're going to start doing it more frequently. I apologize, but I've had to take a little break. But we're back. Let me do this book regardless. I don't care how long it takes. All right? The systemic lies of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion, and it is a religion. You're going to see it by the way I present it tonight. More importantly, by the way the Father's given it to me. So, again, I want to thank you. Appreciate you, uh, brothers and sisters, for tuning in tonight. We are going to do our regular format, which means I'm going to, uh, anybody, anyone that have any comments, I've invited the co-hosts that uh, have been on. We know we've taken a long break. I know they've been away uh, away for a while. But every single one of them is invited to uh, share tonight. And um, every one of them, Okay. So if anybody want to share co-hosts, press 1. Anybody on the phone lines want to get involved with the conversation, ask a question, make a comment, you can do that. Here's how it's going to work, though. Uh, the next till 8.30, it's 8.11 now. So for the next 20 minutes, we're going to uh, do uh, preliminary stuff. And then at 8.30, in about 20 minutes, we're going to start the transcribe. We're going to start transcribing, which means I'm going to be quoting uh, straight uh, either from the book or I'm going to be literally writing the book. Some stuff I don't have wrote down yet. And when I say it, the transcriber is literally putting it in the book. I'm serious, y'all. You're going to hear it right here on the show. Matter of fact, I even put it in the book that I am writing this book while I'm doing a live blog. So you may re- – I say this to the to the readers uh, in the book that this book is wrote before a live blog audience. So you may hear me refer to them a lot. So literally, we're going to put it in just as I'm saying, okay? Instead of blessing, you get a chance to hear the systemic lives of white supremacy, our world's root of religion, wrote before your ears right here on Blog Talk Radio on the Five Swiss Stone Network. So back to my point. Um, and callers, I'm not going to keep mentioning uh, to call again. 
Y'all know the number right there in front of you, 914-205-5590. Call us if you want to get in with a question or a comment, but it should be right there in front of you on the promo there. Co-host, same thing. Uh, uh, just we'll remember in about 20 minutes I'm going to start transcribing. So if y'all have a question or comment, you want to say hi, hello, press 1, okay? All right, you're welcome. You're welcome to join uh, again. And then what we'll do, as I said, brothers and sisters, for the next 20 minutes, we'll do some preliminary stuff, talk about the book. At 8.30 or in 20 minutes, we're going to start the transcribing. We'll go for 30 minutes uninterrupted by callers or co-hosts. And then at 9 o'clock, I'll, I'll open it back up for any questions or comments by co-hosts or callers. And then from that's from 9 to 9.30, we'll uh, take your questions or comments. If I don't get any questions or comments, I'll still we'll just uh, do some preliminary things, talk about why I'm writing the book or something like that, and then we'll start the transcribing again at 9.30 to 10. So that gives an hour of transcribing and an hour talking with you, the listener, if you want, over the phone lines as well as the co-host. All right, I see a hand already going up, so let's go ahead and do this out of respect uh, for the callers. Eric code 903 278 uh, Go ahead with your question or comment. I think I know who this is, but I'm not sure. Who am I speaking with? Shalom, shalom, brother. How you doing? It's Brother Castleberry. Hey, Brother Castleberry. Good to hear your voice, my brother. Everybody, just so y'all know, this is Kenwin Castleberry. He's one of our co-hosts. It's good to hear your voice. I know we've been away for a while, brother, but you know me. I'm not going to stop blogging. I may take a break from time to time, but we're definitely back. What's on your mind, Brother Kenwin? Uh, I just wanted to say hello, and uh, glad I was able to catch the show tonight. And uh, it is kind of cool to see you writing a book, man, on the show. And uh, rooting for you, brother. And uh, just uh, want to hear what you're about to present out, what you're about to bring out. Well, I would That's love awesome. to hear what you what you uh your 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 input uh on the book. Uh again we'll start in twenty minutes, well about sixteen minutes now, and then we'll go for thirty minutes uninterrupted and at nine o'clock, Brother King, when I will love to bring you back on you have comments if you like. But it's good to hear you a voice, man. I, I love the co host. I really do every single one of y'all. And uh, uh, I do miss y'all, but to be very honest. I wanted to just also, because uh, y'all know how we do on this show, and this just real quickly, everybody, remember we're going to start in about 15 minutes with the with the meat of the matter. But uh, I did want to just, uh, 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 to Brother Kenwin, wish him a happy New Year's, because we actually believe that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. Uh, don't let that run y'all off them. Listen to the rest of the show. We're not going to be talking about that tonight. But I did want to say to him, because he believes, like I believe, we are definitely Israel, uh, the people of the book. Uh, not just us, but what's been scattered to the four corners. And the New Year's is upon us. The New Year, the Hebrew New Year is upon us. And I want to wish him a uh, happy New Year as well as happy feast days coming up. Because we have the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the... Uh, the um, Y'all got to bear with me here. I'm trying Pass, to do Passover mm. and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And uh, so I want to just tell you, how you celebrating that, brother? By yourself or with family? Oh, or? Well, yeah, I'm afraid I uh, just might be by myself on the road, man. Yeah. But uh, if I can work it out, I'll be back at home in that time. But it's not looking very good at the moment. <laughs> well, well but, uh, uh, maybe what we'll yeah. do this week. This week I might have to talk with the wife because I try to balance everything off the wife these days. 
uh, and, and most important, the, the 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 spirit. But the spirit works in is it, not. Uh, we have to go. We have to have order in our in our homes, brothers and sisters. And so, I want to do some a special show for the Passover and for Feast of My Living Bread. So, brother Kenwin, just stay tuned. We may do a show on Wednesday. Uh, or Thursday. My aunt show is doing very well, uh, very well. Uh, matter of fact, Vernon Melton's a Help Foundation blog. If you simply, right now, Brother Ken, and those of you listening, this is a plug for my aunt Vern. If you'd simply go to www.blogtalkradio.com and just, that's all, just go to the website. You'll see Aunt Vern's blog is 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 promoted. Number one show right now. Not, not, in rank, but they're presenting her among about four shows. And now keep in mind, I started helping her do a blog, and the Father has given her favor with Blog Talk Radio. So when you just go to Blog Talk's regular face, the, 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 their, their, their uh, homepage, there that show is. That quick, she's already getting favor with Blog Talk. So just a, that's a plug for Vernon wow. Mountain Foundation. Yes. So y'all go there and listen. If you're in the Dallas area, she's talking about how to do business with the government. She's talking about exciting, unheard of history about Dallas. That show is off the chain, and it ain't even that long. It's only an hour. So, and if you don't live in Dallas, you live maybe in some other state or in other country, you still can learn because she talks about doing business with the U.S. government. Very. She talks about a lot of stuff as it relates to Dallas, but a lot of it is is national. So anyway. As a plug for Ain't Vern right there. Again, it's Verna Help Foundation, uh, uh, Metroplex Buzz, all right? But, Brother Kenwin, I'm going to go ahead and, and finish what I was sharing with the listeners. Again, I see you in the house. I appreciate it. And uh, we have other callers. I don't know who all is on the line here, but your hand is the only one that's up. So I'm going to go ahead and, and thank you uh, for your um, for saying hi to us. And we'll come back to you at, at 9 o'clock on the hour, okay? All right, good deal. All right. All right. Again, that's Brother Kenwin Casterberry. He's going to be listening in. He's going to come back around 9 o'clock and and share what he feels about what he's going to be hearing here a little bit. But tonight's show is uh, a yes for our our people, our people meaning the Israelites. But in another sense, our people means the believers, the those that's been born again, because that's my first identity, those that are born again in the spirit. My second identity is, is in the flesh, which is Israel, I believe. So, but whoever you are listening to the show tonight, here is what the most important thing we want to share tonight. To our white brothers and sisters, who we definitely believe is our brothers and sisters. I even hate saying white. See, what has happened, we've created this social construct, and now everybody go to their separate corners, white, black, and we fought, we have, we're on these teams, and we're against each other, and we, and we start buying into these lives and start saying we're different, whites do it this way, blacks do it this way. We start buying into it. So when you buy into something, you start acting it out. After you act it out, you have children, and they begin to follow your pattern and, and start saying, okay, this is what white people do. Okay, black people take their position. It's like a, it's like a play, actually. We're told this is what you do. It's all narrated, you know. There's a narrative we follow, and so whites got a certain way of thinking. And that one of the ways they think is that they are the better race. They are the privileged. And there are some so-called whites. This show pretty much is to those white people that consider themselves born again. <laughs> 
I said this show tonight is to those really that are born again. Because if you're not born again, I really can't hold you to anything because you don't live by the standards of the scriptures. If you're living by the standards of the scriptures, obviously you're born again. So I am talking to you. Others listening on, please continue listening on because it behooves you to understand what I'm saying because this is going to affect your home. I'm talking to white people tonight, those of you that classify yourself as white. I know I'm saying white too, but that's why you're going to hear me say often tonight, so-called. Those of you so-called listening and those of you so-called black people listening on you saying, well, this show ain't for me. I might as well hang up and listen to another blog. No, you need to listen because, believe it or not, you're going to hear how you play a part. That's the whole purpose of this book. This book is sharing with so-called black people that they are complicit in white supremacy. They are strengthening the hand of white supremacy. They are buying into the philosophies of white supremacy. While tonight's show is the very first show with regards to this book where I'm aimed directly at white people, it still don't take a lot of our black brothers and sisters off the hook because the book, 90% of the book is talking about how all of the book is talking about how blacks are, well, I can't say all of the book because we talk about whites, we talk about we talk about humanity fueling white supremacy, everybody. That's what the book is about. It's just tonight, we're just talking about those that profit for a season, which is our so-called white brothers and sisters. We're talking to them and letting them see the dangers, how their blood is on their hands, and they are going to have to pay. They are going to have to pay. They are going to meet their maker. One of these days they're going to die, but just not when they die. Even while they're living on this earth, judgment is upon the houses of these people. They're cursing their children. They're cursing themselves. They're cursing their future while they're getting these little benefits. Because when you call it benefits, oftentimes those benefits or birthed out of pain from white so-called dark-skinned people. In other words, you're standing on their backs. There is a way that white people can profit. There is a way white people can be on the cutting edge and not offend the so-called black man or the dark or the non-white person or people of color, whatever you want to call them. There is a way for your family to profit and, and do well. You don't have to rob, steal, kill. And many of you secretly set by, oftentimes full of fear. Sometimes it's not fear. You just do what you do. Now, there are a lot of whites that don't buy into none of this foolishness. And when they see it, they speak out against it. But there are very, very few. I don't know what the numbers is. I would say 8%. I don't know, though. Only got on the most I know. But tonight's show, I hope with the help of the Holy Spirit, I will 
and hopefully maybe even callers may chime in, and even maybe the co-hosts, maybe Brother Kenwin, any other co-hosts that want to join, they may, we may share things that the Father is saying about this privilege that will encourage our brothers and sisters to walk away from this. This is evil. Folks, this is pure evil. It's been going on too long. This is why reparations is probably a joke. Thank God for San Francisco and, and if there's get serious with giving every single black person $5 million over a span of time. But that's peanuts. There's no telling how many black children that's in jail or in prison that would have went on to do great things and have – I mean, just everybody want to measure things by money. I don't like that because that's not the essence of life. It's the intangible uh, assets, uh, characteristics that is really what this life all about, having the, the, the peace, the joy, the, the kindness, the meekness. This is the most valuable things in life, not millions of dollars. But... Many people that's given up in life and many of them dead and gone on would have had that character of Christ. Some would have went on to become millionaires and billionaires with that character of Christ. But because of white privilege, brothers and sisters, some of y'all, talking about white people tonight, but it's going to definitely have something to do with people of color. Please, if you listen tonight and you find yourself in that classification of people of color, do not hang up because you're going to see your complicitness. You are feeding these the same white supremacy. Please listen. But to my white brothers and sisters, and to the transcribe, we're going to go ahead and start. Well, actually, I've got about three more minutes, so let me just build a little bit more. So the show tonight, if you're listening, like I know I have, a lot of our white brothers and sisters do listen to our shows. I want you to know Brother Seth love you. And everybody that listens to this show at the time know I'm not playing with that. I'm not playing with that. If the Father is real, and we know he is, He's got something to say about white privilege. And no father is going to sit back and watch one child benefit at the expense of another child. You're in danger. You're cursing yourself. I know you're in Christ. I know that that how where our sins are in a spiritual position. I know our sins are washed away, and some of y'all are, are, are abusing grace. But remember, while in the spirit, our spiritual identity trumps anything we are in the flesh, I understand that. Because, see, this is, brothers and sisters, let me just say this. This is why a lot of white people participate in white privilege, because they feel like they're under grace, and that the Father ain't going to hold us against them. And so they just enjoy benefits from birth to death. But i got news for you. Remember what Paul said. 
you know, he was admonishing people that was caught up in sin. Well, hold on. I'm not going to go down that road just yet. Let me finish what I was saying. We'll go to Paul here in a second. Brothers and sisters, do you think, I'll tell white brothers and sisters, and believe me, y'all, they are listening. Do you think that the Father is just going to say you're in Christ? I don't see your sin. We have to give an account of the sins we do in the body. While the Father doesn't hold us out of his presence because of the blood of Christ, we just can't live our lives any old kind of way. We can't treat people any old kind of way. We can't just 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 do what we want to do in the flesh because in the spirit we are hid in Christ. We have an identity in the flesh. Now I know some of y'all I'm talking over y'all here, bear with me, I'll come back to come back in a little bit, but, but this is biblical. And if you don't know it, it's okay. Maybe we weren't trained about this. Maybe maybe you haven't read the Bible that much, but it is true that our physical identity is literally hid in Christ. We're not really male nor female. We're not really Jew nor Greek or Jew nor Gentile. We're really not. Our identity is truly hid. We're one in Christ. And some people, because of this revelation, feel like with their body, they can just do what they want to do. So, I mean, if you look up and you find yourself a part of a network, I mean, just look at something like AARP. That's a group, right? They get all these benefits. They get all these discounts. I just happen to think AARP, no disrespect to them, but I'm just saying if you're part of a group or you're part of the AAA uh, travel club, you get all these benefits where if your car stops, you get help on the side of the road, and you get free this and coupons for that. Okay, who wouldn't like that? Who wouldn't want that? Well, brothers and sisters, white privilege dwarfs all that. I mean, if you broke and you're a so-called white person, all you need to do is just clean up just a little bit. And black people... Why I said need to be listening tonight. They will treat them in some regards. It depends on how they talk. But if a white so-called bomb on the street, who is God's creation also, but you know how society look at street people. If they would just clean up, get rid of the smell, put on some nice clothes. There are black people with degrees that would treat them with respect more than they would very polished college black kids. I kid you not. I've seen it with my own eyes. White privilege is real. I'm I'm reminded of Toni Morrison. Some of y'all are not a fan of hers, but she wrote something that was just profound. Just listen to this. This is just a little tiny, and uh, to the transcriber, we'll go ahead and start right now. 
actually I've talked already. Well, let's just let's just okay. I'm going to repeat some things, everybody. So just bear with me because uh, now we're writing the book right now. We're starting right now. Okay, again, transcribe this is chapter eight, and we're going to pick up what we did last week. So I'll start by saying this: If you're reading this book, so far we have talked about the solution to white supremacy, to this religion we call white supremacy. Now we're at a portion of, of the book where we want to talk about a portion of this work. Y'all bear with me. I want to say now we're at a time in this work where we want to talk about white privilege. White privilege is no doubt a temptation just like black privilege would be if there was a such thing. Black people oftentimes give white people problems over white privilege. But I've seen times when black people was able to enjoy things, and it's very hard to turn down any type of benefit. So I think the Father going to have mercy to some degree because it, it is very normal, very natural, to want your children to go first, uh, to want your children to have the best education, to want to live in the best neighborhoods. Uh, very normal. Tonight's broadcast, and what this book is really talking about, is white supremacy or white privilege tonight, where it benefits so-called whites, but at the expense of other people. We only have trouble with the portion where it says at the expense of other people. To my white brothers and sisters reading this book, we have no trouble with you and yours enjoying the very best of life, but not at the expense of others. There is a way the Most High have given us where we can enjoy this earth, all of us equally, in the best way the Father have allowed us to. There is a way for all of us to be educated. There is a, a way all of us can have the best of the best neighborhoods. There is a way all of us, when we go into a store, we can be respected and not treated based upon our skin color. There is a way. Yes, there is. So at this time, I want to talk about white privilege at the expense of others and how that this is taking blood from non-white people. This is causing pain. Because when you set up a society where people are subjugated, disenfranchised, treated less than, they're going to act out. You have a dominant culture and you have a subculture. And the dominant culture is going to always pain. But the pain I'm talking about tonight is literally bloodshed. It's where... A people is turned inside out 
because they're constantly not represented in the media in a proper way. We trust the media. We trust the newspaper. We trust print. We trust media, the media. And when our people is constantly put out there as animals, it's like the, the, the Louis Farrakhan once said, we are depicted in America's media or in America as devils, as 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 a monster. And as he so wisely put it, what do you do with a monster? Even so-called black people watching so-called black people on on uh, TV or in the media, in print, and and even when they read or hear about us acting out, they're going to have the same feelings in most cases as a lot of our white brothers and sisters. What do you do with a monster? For instance, a lot of young, it's a trend going around the country where a lot of young black uh, males are running into malls, uh, six or seven of them at a time, and they're going and snatching. Uh, they're robbing uh, all types of jewelry stores. Well, that that is true. Play that too much and don't play what a lot of our white kids are doing and been doing forever. Maybe they're cyber criminals, and there's a rise in that. Or uh, There's all types of things, believe me, that so-called white children are doing. I mean, all kinds of crimes. But if they continue to play those black kids, you'll have so-called black people looking at this same media that these whites are looking at, and they all feel just like them. Lock them up. Throw away the key. We're the same people as what, I, what the book is talking about, this book have, have, have presented to you. As you can see, I'm sure by reading this book, that we are the same mindset in America. We all have one mindset. Is fed this live white supremacy. Now, I can hear a lot of our black brothers and sisters saying, no, brother, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't have that mindset. But brothers and sisters, all you have to do is just look in your own homes. I don't even have to say black homes or white homes. All I have to say is look in your homes. But say... We don't do what white people do. They hate us. You might think in a white person home, they may use the word nigger. You may, but in your home, do you use the word nigger? You say, well, they say N-I-G-G-E-R. We say N-I-G-G. Come on, don't play that. No. When you're upset with your mom, your uncles, your brothers, you say Whatever you say your heart is, N-I-G-G-E-R. You're not playing with it like they're my brother, N-I-G-G-A. So, tonight, I want to stay pointed on white, white privilege. But I just want to share how we as, a, as, as so-called black people is have feeding this beast every day, all day. We, there would not be no white supremacy. There would not be no white privilege if black, so-called black people stood up and said, no, you're not superior. No, I don't believe that. I'm not going to teach my kids that. No, I'm not going to watch the program. You can put programs all you want to. You can 
put everything you want to on the news. I'm not going to look at it. No, I'm not going to let my children look at that. No, I'm not going to buy that book. No, I'm not going to have a Bible with Christ white in it. No, I'm not going to have no white images in my church. No, 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 uh, uh, nope, I'm not listening. Nope, nope, nope. There will be no white supremacy. There will be no white privilege. And there's no so-called white people with guns to our head making us do a lot. A lot of this we're telling our kids. I submit to you, brothers and sisters, as I've submitted throughout this entire book, that we are white people. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being white people so long as it's something godly. But just so happens, this mindset that we are, it's not godly. People say, well, what do you, what do you want us to be, black? No. Because the black mind is not necessarily godly either. Every so-called ethnic group or every group of people, however you want to group yourselves, has to acquiesce to the way of the Most High. Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. All of us is into idolatry if we are just going to go by what the black way or the white way. That's nothing more than idolatry. But the so-called black way in America is the white way. That's what I'm trying to get y'all to see. There is no really black way in America. You say, no, I don't know about that now. Well, no, I don't know about that now. We don't. We 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 do it like black. We got our own this, our own that. Yeah, really, really look at it. And we talk about white privilege. We're gonna get back to it. All this tie-in. The only expression so-called black people have in America is that that's have been allowed. The only expression, any expressions we have, everything we do, uh, did I say everything? Everything we do, it has to be allowed. Because if it upset white people too much, they will shut it down. If white people didn't like the way we give each other five, they would demonize us so bad, giving each other five, nobody would do it. The church would be saying, don't do that. They tried it. I mean, what I'm saying is there was a time when, how can I say this? What I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is whenever so-called black people want to do something, if so-called the whites in power does not want it to be, all they do is go to our leaders and get them to get on board with banning this and banning that or speaking out against this or speaking out against that. And those old ladies and those old uh, um, uh, uh, fathers and old mothers once they buy into it, once the church buy into it, they put pressure on their homes. And you look up, and we don't do that no more. So black culture is just a child in the house of the parents of so-called white people or those in power. I don't ascribe to what black people call black. None of it. None of it. I like our music, but that's just music. That's probably the freest thing we do in America is sing and dance. And it's probably because we're entertaining them. There we go again. See, they have to still sanction it. 
So, brothers and sisters, what I'm trying to say is, again, that was a side road. Tonight's title. It's not easy, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, it's a hard topic. Blood of saints on the hands of saints. We're talking about whites that are born again, practicing the dangers of white privilege. One more time, the blood of saints on the hand of saints, the dangers of white privilege. If you're born again, you believe that Christ came in the flesh and lived and dies and rose again, and you're a so-called white person, and you enjoying white privilege, you are breaking the heart of the Most High. You are offending, probably better yet, I should put it like that, you are offending the Most High. You are offending the Holy Spirit. And, of course, you are offending your brother. Let me just share some of the things Toni Morris was saying. She was just talking about race, and this is uh, National Museum African American History and Culture, profound article. She's talking about how a lot of whites feel. She goes on to say, I can, if I wish, arrange to be in the company of my people. Let me read that again. These are, these are white supreme, this is uh, those privileged by white whiteness. This is how they feel. A few things, a uh, few thoughts they have. I can, if I wish, arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. <laughs> That's deep. They can literally not want to be around us and not be around us. Can we say that about them? No. We have to be around them. But they can, if they wish, arrange to be in the company of their people, their race, most of the time. That's not right. Let's go to another thought or feeling they have. Tony Morrison was explaining. I can avoid spending time with people whom I am trained to mistrust and who have learned to mistrust my kind or me. One more time. Again, the thoughts of a person practicing or enjoying white privilege. I can avoid spending time with people whom I was trained to mistrust and whom have learned to mistrust my kind or me. Here's another one. If I should need to move, I can pretty, I can be pretty sure of renting or purchasing houses in the area which I can afford and in which I would want to live. One more time. If I should need to move, I can pretty sure of renting or purchasing housing in an area which I can afford and in which I want to live. That's deep. Here's another one. I can be pretty sure that my neighbors in such a location will be neutral or pleasant to me. 
And that's the deepest out of all of them. One more time. I can be pretty sure that my neighbors in such a location will be neutral or pleasant to me. Can you imagine? Cyro, I was going home the other day from work, and I saw these white bike uh, cyclers uh, on their bicycles just riding up and down the freeway, and I was thinking to myself, I don't feel comfortable doing that especially in the area where there's a lot of whites, because I just feel like somebody will run over me. Look at that nigga. He got a nice bike. Look at him out here. Thinking this. I, 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 just, I just can't do that. I don't have the freedom to do that. Told nobody that. I'm just telling y'all that. I don't have the freedom to ride on the highway with my back to traffic. And I'm thinking it's so free. Then I saw a person. You know, a bike is a certain height, right? You got to have a bike, and then you're on top of it. I saw this one bike where this guy was, he was, it almost looked like a, I don't know how to explain it to y'all, but it, it looked like a big wheel, almost like a, like the, you know, big wheels back in the day was little. I mean, he could literally touch the ground, and he was that low with traffic zooming around him going 40 miles an hour, and there he was on this big wheel. It's just a very expensive
but nobody was classifying them as a group of people just based upon that because those white-skinned albino people was all over Europe because of the colder climate. But they wasn't categorized by race. There was dark-skinned people and light-skinned people. Dark-skinned people didn't live up there for a long time, but when they began to start being activity, Moors and other people start visiting more and more. But there were white-skinned people really all over the earth. But the formation of them as a nations and nations was something that happened in Europe. The father had a plan. He told Israel, if you continue to walk in rebellion, I'm going to call a nation from the north. Talked about you're going to be in captivity, scattered throughout the four corners. Jeremiah 15, I think 15 and 15 and 15 and 16 talks about how the father called all. How do you spell all? A-L-L. All of the nations north of Israel down to Jerusalem. So every nation north of Israel have business in Jerusalem because the Father called them. But before the Father called them, I think Satan gave them a weapon. And the weapon was the lies of white supremacy. It didn't really take on form, though, until they got to the New World. And they started really categorizing people based upon skin color. So now fast forward to 2023 or 2024, whenever you listen to this broadcast, we are all ready to go. We're all set. We're all brainwashed now by this new system. There are black people thinking certain things they can and can't do, bought into the narrative. There's white people feeling like there's certain things they can, mostly can do. And here we have it. There's nothing wrong, again, with brothers and sisters uh, of any uh, persuasion enjoying the benefits and the greatness of this world, but not at the expense of others. We're going to start in a slow gear, brothers and sisters. We're going to pick up. And I'm going to probably sound more offensive as we go along because I'm going to say some very things. Because, see, here's the deal. A lot of our white brothers and sisters are up on a high horse, high horse. And in order for them to come down, they're going to have to hear something that they don't, they don't like. And a lot of our so-called black people, people of color, is going to have to hear something that makes them rise up. And that might make them uncomfortable. My wife gets on me all the time about not wanting to be in management. But this business that a lot of our so-called black brothers and sisters feel like, I don't want to get in management, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want to be worried about this, that, 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 that's irresponsible. That's being irresponsible. Because in order to rule like we're supposed to be, we have have to not shy away from being an authority and having people under us and, and maybe getting a call when you're at work. Yes, managing people. You know, we've got to change the way we look at management, black men. A lot of us just want to go to work or just, you know, and, and, and those in business for themselves, 
they're learning, but even some of um, some of our business, uh, young business entrepreneurs, they have that germ too. You have got to manage people, brothers and sisters. Get used to it. You got to have people calling you or, or calling on you as the the person in authority or boss. Maybe you don't like to be called boss, but you know if we're gonna rule or we're gonna uh, uh, rise to our rightful places, we got to change the way we think about some things. And so-called whites, I feel sorry for them because they're going to have to learn how to serve. That don't sound right to, 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 to so-called white, our white brothers and sisters probably, but they have got to learn how to serve. They've got to learn how to uh, uh, not oftentimes, not always um, be heard. You got an opinion? Okay, good. Just keep it. You mean don't ever share it? No. Sometimes suffer the wrong. Sometimes, if you're, especially if you're a believer, you don't always have to get your way. I mean, you know, I'm learning a lot from my wife. She's one of those, and I think sometimes she's too passive, to be honest. And I'm going to finish Tony Morrison thing here in a second. But sometimes I notice my wife will have an opinion. But she really respects me so much she'll listen to my opinion and oftentimes time get away and she never share her opinion. And I have to look at myself because I don't have that. If I have an opinion, you're going to hear it. <laughs> I think it's because I was raised with six six brothers and sisters, you know, our five siblings. And we had to you know, that's just the whole my wife on the other hand wasn't raised because she's the only girl, and you know she didn't have two brothers and sisters, and they had a different way of, 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 of communicating. But that's where a lot of our white brothers and sisters got to be. They've got to shut up, especially white males, intelligent white males, brilliant minds. Shut up. No, 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 really. Shut up. Don't say anything. But 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 I have I have I have ideas I really I, I know, but just listen to the black guy. Even though your idea may be a hundred times better, do it his way. Are you kidding? No. Shut up. Do it his way. Because in doing it his way, with him knowing what you're capable of you're going to encourage him. Sooner or later, he's going to be able to to give like you give. He's going to be, you're going to inspire him. That's the difference between Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. I never liked Michael Jordan. I, I don't like his approach, rather. Yes, he was a great basketball player, but I'm saying he was selfish. Everybody know that. Magic, we don't know how great Magic would have been. People thought Magic couldn't play center. I remember when Kareem got hurt one year, and Magic went to center, and he dominated just like he was, like, look, I can play center now, y'all. We never knew that. Nobody knew Magic could play center. Folks, you got to make, you got to, we got to, the Bible says it's, it, it, the, the believers. The Bible says prefer one, another one over yourself. It's easy to say it. And I'm sitting up here teaching this and talking about this like I got it together. I don't. I can 
I'm a hypocrite to some degree in this area, but it's still the truth. I have to tell you the truth, right? So to our white brothers and sisters enjoying whiteness, why come you can't find black families to put over your families for a season? Put over your families. I mean, put over, literally. Just for a season, not forever. You know what's crazy? There are white, so-called white people already doing what I just said. I've seen it, and it's a beautiful thing to see. I remember this one family went to Africa. And I have a problem with whites always going to Africa, but that's a whole other conversation. But this particular time, their hearts was on point. They went to a ravaged village that was really decimated, had a bunch of uh, kids, and and the uh, parents was was in wars. Probably the West has something to do with it. <laughs> That's why I'm not I'm giving too much credit, but I still like these good Samaritans. They went in and got this child out, this young boy, and I mean they treated this boy like he was their own. Every they said it. Every single thing we buy for our child, he gets it. Every type of care our children get, he gets it. And they talked about even uh, uh, a training. This is deep, y'all. I'm talking about white privilege tonight. If you don't want blood on your hands, do what this couple did. You may have to go to Africa, but do you can do it locally. They said we're even going to get him training on. We all, we also want him to see black people in a good light. So they're talking about black black history. Now this is going oh above and beyond, folks. I, I yes, I praise that family. I can hear some black people say, "Wow, we Listen, all black, all white people. Y'all got some of y'all still on this white people's the devil stuff. That's why I just can't. I can't do people like that. Trying my best to distance anybody that remotely think like that. Again, white people have bought into white supremacy to the degree, and let me just say it like this, let me erase to the degree. So have black people. So a lot of you black people listen tonight and you're saying, get them, Seth, get them. I want you to really listen to me. Again, we're talking about white privilege tonight. It's blood of the saints. These people have blood on their hands. I'm talking about white people, especially those in the church, going against the Holy Spirit that's screaming inside of them, don't do it, don't do it. You have blood on your hands. You have judgment looming over you and yours. Some of y'all are going to get cancer. Not from the Father. It's just because of the guilt. I think stuff like guilt, called distress, this is what makes a lot of people sick. I don't know that I can say the Father put counts on nobody. I just think the Bible talks about how the earth 
the land. I'm gonna wrap this up and bring in the co-host and the, and the uh, uh, and any callers that want to comment here. Well, brothers and sisters, again, we're just starting real and in a very low gear. We're gonna work up and work up and guarantee next time I come on, it's gonna be some more. Um, Serious matters to handle Let's just say that But brothers and sisters If you are calling yourself a believer And you are going against that Holy Spirit inside of you The Holy Spirit knows about the pain of so-called black people The Holy Spirit knows What's of Satan And what is of Yah or Yahweh of God Or Yeshua or Jesus Holy Spirit knows. Every single time so-called white people participate in this evil, there was a tugging at their spirit. Sometimes they didn't do it because of that tugging. But a lot of y'all have made a lifestyle of it. Just like a lot of so-called black people about lust Lying, cheating They got a tugging and they went ahead and did it And they got to suffer for their choices But think about white privilege for a minute <laughs> Let's go back to Tony Morrison's article And you'll see more what I'm saying So Tony Morrison also went on to say That a lot of white supremacists uh, that are enjoying white privilege, white supremacy, many people who buy into the philosophy of white supremacy, acting out in thought, speech, or action. Now, here is white privilege, and this is what some of them say in their minds. Last thing we says, I can be pretty sure that my neighbors in such a location would be neutral or pleasant to me. Another thought, I can go shopping almost most of the time, pretty well assured that I will not be followed or harassed. Oh, my God. I can turn on the television or open to the front page of the paper and see my people widely represented. That is sad, y'all. I am told about our national heritage or about civilization. No, when I am told about our national heritage or about civilization, I am shown that my people or my color made it what it is. Also, kind of upset you a little bit. Listen to that again. When I am told about our national heritage or about civilization, I don't even like how they said that. When I am told about our national heritage or about civilization, as though civilization is their national heritage. Y'all get that? When I am told about our national heritage or about civilization, I am shown that people of my color made it what it is. Here's another one. I can be sure that my children will be given 
curricular materials that testify to the existence of their race. Mm-mm-mm. If I want to, I can pretty. If I want to, I can be pretty sure of finding a publisher for this piece of white privilege. <laughs> One more time. If I want to, I can be pretty sure of finding a publisher for this piece of white privilege. Here's another one. I can be pretty sure of having my voice heard in a group in which I am the only member of my race. One more time. I can be pretty sure of having my voice heard in a group in which I am the only member of my race. That one's deep. That's what I've been saying. Wherever they go, they're going to be heard. Last one that Toni Morrison had. This is a nice article, y'all. All you got to do is just Google Toni Morrison whiteness talking about race and uh, the uh, national. Here's a shorter way of doing that. Simply Google National Museum of African Americans History or Culture talking about race. It is a profound article. I'm not doing it no justice, but this 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 piece of it I have to read to y'all. Last one she said in this in this part of the article. I can be casual about whether or not to listen to another person's voice in a group in which she or he is the only member of his or her race. One more time. I can be casual about whether or not to listen to another person's voice in a group in which he or she is not the only member of his or her race. White privilege is evil. It causes bloodshed indirectly. When people feel disenfranchised, they feel like, why do you have power? And they can persuade you to think a certain way, and they have persuaded millions, 40 million people in America to think uh, themselves, uh, a lot of them, as property. Uh, They have started to act out. Uh, uh, from this information. They have started to disrespect each other from this information. They have started to not trust each other from this information. As you know, Willie Lynch said in his uh, um, letter uh, a lot of things, but he ended with, they must only trust us. And that's where our people are at, thanks to White's uh, 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 privilege. We only trust them. Now, some of us are changing. Things are changing. But don't let the few African Americans uh, that's waking up uh, blind y'all into thinking it's most African Americans. No, we still trust so-called white people over our own judgment. All right, brothers and sisters, let's go to the phone lines again. I just want to thank y'all for tuning in uh, to the Five Swings on Network tonight. We're talking about white privileges. I'm, 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 I'm just easing into it. And then we're going to talk about some more weightier things. Uh, white, so-called whites, don't hang up. Don't hang up. If you, especially if you're a believer, you got to hear what the Father has to say in the end about you shedding the blood of his saints. I say you got to hear what the Father has to say about you shedding the blood of the saints because that's exactly what y'all are doing. You're not innocent. You're part of a system, whether or not you want to be. Now, some of you are fighting back, 
And uh, I'm just going to say this before I go to the phone lines. If I was a white man and I looked up and I saw that I'm practicing white privilege, you need to, as, as the scripture talks about, bring forth meat met for repentance. It's one thing to repent and say, Father, I'm sorry, I'm a part of this. You know, I was born into it. I didn't have nothing to do with it. So once you see that you are indeed getting benefits, you need to find some so-called black people, and you need to pay. I'm not just talking about money because some of y'all ain't got no money. But every time you see white privilege, you need to be like like some of y'all are out in the streets holding the banners like on this show, a promo, I, I, on my slideshow. I show whites holding the banners saying this ain't right, this is wicked, white silence is evil. You need to be very vocal. You need to be, uh, when you see black folks suffering low self-esteem, you need to understand it's, it is, ain't no probably, it is a direct, direct have something to do with them being in this country and being treated a certain way. Maybe not, maybe not them per se, but maybe their wife has low self-esteem based upon white supremacy. She's treating them a certain way. She's not treating them like a man because she's in the white supremacy. Now we're writing a book, okay? And I know we're doing a blog, but at the same time we're writing a book. And in this book, I've, I've talked about over and over and over how that the connection between white supremacy and the black home. And I'm telling y'all, uh, 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 when uh, whites, when you see us acting out, you see us doing stupid stuff on the news, listen to a lot of times these young people, how they talk. They bought into the fact they're a nigger. They bought into the fact this is just the way it is. This, they bought into the fact the white man got this sold up. They got, they got, they bought into the fact, you know, this is how a nigger, this is, this is, this, this, this is what a nigga got to go through. This is, you know, that this is how they think. Okay, all of that is product of white supremacy, and you are not innocent of that. You may say, I, I don't, that person in North Carolina, I'm in Texas, but the bottom line is you're part of a system. If I can get nothing else out tonight, I want the saints to know in the body of Christ with white skin, you are not innocent. You're not innocent. You're not innocent. You're complicit. You're part of this. You, you're feeding it. Uh, uh, some of you are happy to be a part of this good old boy network. You're, you, you're glad to be white. Some of you say, oh, I'm glad I'm not black. You're not innocent. So you got to do something to rid yourself of, I believe, danger because we reap what we sow. Y'all are not, some some of the things you just can't help, some of the benefits you got, you just couldn't help. I, I, I'll give you that. But once you see part of this system, you've got to help this other side. You may not be a preacher. You may not be a blogger, but you've got to speak out. And some of the times, some of y'all can't speak, don't want to speak, you're quiet, you're introverts, then you need to pay with your money. Support organizations, black so-called black organizations. Support when you see black sandwich Israelites. Find them out and, and, and fund them. You don't have to do, fund me, but you gotta do something to build up what white privilege have been destroying since the inception of this country. Well, let's open the phone lines. Uh, 
Brother Ken, when I'm going to open your line, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's take a little break, brother and sister. Let's take a little quick little break. And then we're going to the phone lines. If any of you on the phone lines, you want to comment, press 1, call the phone lines. Again, brothers and sisters, and uh, we'll, we'll bring you on after this little short break. I just got to take a little short break, brothers and sisters. This is a very difficult conversation. I tell you, every time I talk about white privilege or white supremacy, it just pulls on me in such a way. Sometimes I get emotional where I didn't think I would get emotional. Sometimes I get angry when I didn't think I would get angry. It's not that I haven't forgiven. That's not it. It's just evil. It's pure evil. How come we can't see it? evil and all of us are building this empire all of us you're not innocent a lot of our white brothers and sisters listen saying brother I've always helped I speak out against racism I this or that you're not innocent I said, you're not innocent. Hmm. White privilege. Uh, Like a visa card. Like a permanent discount. Here's a good one. It's like a blanket you wear. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Not a blanket, but it's it's like putting on a jacket. It's like putting on a, some you get up and you wear, and and it's like a a priestly robe almost. It's like, it's once you show up, all you got to do is just show up and you get respect that you didn't work for. Oftentimes you don't deserve. You think the father don't have something to say about that? No, really. Oh, brothers and sisters. Anyway, again, we're writing a book. And to the transcriber, you can go ahead and stop it right there. But brothers and sisters, we're writing this book. I know some of y'all hear me talking kind of odd saying as you read. But we're writing a book. Just remember, this is kind of a different show. So this is Chapter 8. Um and while I'm at it, I'll just go over, go, just go ahead and uh, go over how this is going to go. The book is going to come out sometime in the future. It's called The Systemic Lives of White Supremacy Are Our World's Ruling Religion. And, uh, and white privilege, I tell you, it's just evil evil Satan I can just feel can you just feel like evil spirits it's like so wrong so evil so cold when people talk about evil spirits and how the room get cold that's some cold stuff and some of y'all are doing it every single day but anyway the book opens up with the dedication uh, goes on to say how to read the book and then the need to know these are previous shows we've already done. So go back and look for 
uh, any Tuesday night shows. On Tuesdays, we're talking about the book. Some of the titles are The Systemic Lives of White Supremacy or Our World's Ruling Religion, which is the name of the book. But some of the shows don't have that title. But if it's on Tuesday, it's about the book. But anyway, we've already talked about, like I said, the dedication, how to read the book, the need to know, working definitions, uh, of course, acknowledgement. We're not going to share that forward. We're not going to share that. Share that. Um, the preface, a serious question for you, the reader. That was a very interesting show. Uh, we talked about the introduction of the giant. I mean, you heard me talk about the giant. Chapter 1 talks about what this work is, what this work is not, uh, the mechanics of white supremacy, simply how it works. That's Chapter 1. Chapter 2 is talking about proof of clear and present danger. This is where I talk about the Expo 30, the 30 areas of life saturated with white supremacy that we are in and out of every day, just our life, just day-to-day, hour-to-hour, 30 areas of life saturated by white supremacy. And that chapter pretty much is for those that feel like the uh, playing field is level. Once you hear that, you'll know it may be worse now than it was back then. The playing field is not level, brothers and sisters, in this chapter also equally talks about how the so-called African-Americans are 100% in just like the whites are. It's both building this evil empire called white supremacy. We both uh, uh, have this sick philosophy. Chapter 3 goes into the institutional racism, the church, uh, formal education, culture, media, etc. Again, the institutional racism. That's going to be a very good show. Chapter 4, listen to this one. So-called whites as victims of white supremacy. <laughs> I cannot wait. That's kind of what this show is about a little bit. This, but that right there is going to nail it. We talk about white privilege in, in Chapter uh, 4. Uh, but uh, we talk about it a whole lot deeper than we're doing tonight. Here I'm talking about how white people is victims. I mean just being set back after set back, pain after pain. A lot of the pain that they suffer as victims of white supremacy. Yes, I told you Satan don't care for none of us. You think you're benefiting. You think it's a privilege. In the end, you're being messed over just like everybody else. Satan is not a white supremacist. Chapter 5, foreigners as victims of white supremacists, people coming over to America, 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 they have no idea. They it, 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 it's thinking they're coming to a promised land and they in a type of hell is what they are going through. And they're about to join so-called whites in oppressing us, uh, Chinese, uh, uh, Korean shops, and they are beginning to act out as the whites do, know they're victims as well. And I deliberately put blacks, uh, chapter 6, last, because everybody knows we're victims of white supremacy. But I even go into that book in deeper ways, and even most of you know, even as we suffer. Chapter 7, how can genuine good humans believe evil lies and become like devils? One more time, chapter 7, how can genuine good humans become, hold on, I don't know why I can't read tonight, chapter 7, how can genuine good humans believe evil lies 
and become like devils. They ain't devils, but they can become like devils. Chapter 8, that's what we're on tonight. Solutions for victims of white supremacy, and specifically we're on the portion where it talks about uh, white privilege. So let's go to the phone lines and see if Brother Ken Wynn, he's the only one, only co-host I see in the house tonight, see if he have any comments on what he's heard so far. Uh, Brother Ken Wynn, uh, your line is open, Brother. I know it was supposed to come to you at 9, but I had to get all of it in. And to the transcriber, please forgive me for going over, uh, but that's the best I can do. Brother Ken Wynn. Uh Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the show tonight, uh, and uh, I uh, definitely feel challenged, man. Um, you went into detail um, on numerous things, just viewing it in a 360 uh fashion uh and be and looking at it from like their angle their point of view um and then how it's affecting them and i really enjoy that man it's really helpful actually um and and i couldn't help but to uh feel challenged by it because uh i i don't think i could have uh thought of it like that <laughs> okay because uh my view on it is coming from pain and uh um uh, and anger so uh, it's helpful. It's helpful. Um, but uh, also it made me go into deep thought about uh, attributes, uh, especially uh, dealing with African Americans, uh, how, um, I mean, you give us anything and we'll turn it into something. Like, uh, wouldn't that be something like, I mean, would you kind of think that we probably did something with racism as well or? You know, like if you give us a guitar, we'll end up making blues, and you know, <laughs> rock and roll or whatever. But uh, with racism, it seems like we kind of adapted and uh, and uh, took it to a uh, more deeper, deeper uh, than what it, what it was probably initially was supposed to, you know, do. And uh, uh, I think that's why it's so profound. So definitely have to like looking to my own self and seeing it as dirty white supremacy or, or things embedded in me. Um, and, and I think that's what you kind of challenged me on, to, to really kind of look inside myself, you know. Um, so I, I just wanted to say I appreciate that, man. And uh, I'm with all the other listeners just tuning in that uh, – Hey, I'm right there with you and trying to wrap this thing up. Let, 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 me, let me ask uh-huh. you a question. All right. You said you said quite a bit there. Let me ask you a question, Brother Kenwin, because Brother Kenwin is one of those callers or one of those co-hosts uh, that have struggled with some of the things I've said because, like he said, it's anger. Now, Brother Kenwin's anger is very, very normal. Brother Kenwin probably represents more black people, so-called black people, would probably identify with him more than identifying with me. So his, he may not know this, but his feelings and his comments is widely accepted in America, more so than me. I'm saying something that's odd. Now, black people do love, I don't think they hate, but I just think they're going to sound like Brother Ken. So, Brother Ken, i got a question for you. All right. 
and again, we went over it, so we can stay a little bit longer. So transcriber uh, will probably just go for another five minutes before we start up again. Well, Brother Kenwin, do you see the benefit in loving? Uh, loving bit, meaning, okay. loving meaning, telling them the truth, loving them meaning warning them that their household is on fire, that they're not benefiting like they think. They're setting their house on fire. There will never be peace in the white man's home. They may look good on the outside, driving the big car, living in the big house, traveling, and when they we see them in public, we're thinking, oh, wow. But deep inside, according to the scriptures, they're not at peace. That's why they have to keep doing something to us, because something in them envies us, especially when we don't have nothing, some of us, and we have so much peace and joy, and we're smiling. Brother Kenwin, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? I mean... Uh, 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 do you see the benefits in not hating back? Because if I do to them what they do to us, we will be in a perpetual war forever. I mean, we will be in a perpetual war. I mean, right. for real, for real. Uh, wow, that's... Soldier said, okay. two wrongs don't make a right, but it damn sure make it even. That's her talk, not me, y'all. Well, sister <laughs> soldier, you might be right, but you just got a perpetual war. I don't want to fight all. I don't want to fight all the time. Let me get your comments on that. Okay, um, that question you asked me, man, is something I'm currently struggling with right now. But I'll do my best in in uh, trying to answer it. Um, some of the reasons why this show tonight is helpful. Uh, I'm working with that very question right now because uh, everyone that believes in Christ, there is a connection between us all, and that's the love of our Father and the love of His Son and the Holy Spirit. So, um, and and we don't want Satan to destroy that. So that's written in the Scriptures, and I believe that wholeheartedly. All right. But see, it's almost like that's on one side of the picture, and the other side, it's history and living through the pain and anger and the whole American um, of um, history. So I, I don't wish Satan on no one. However, I still hold on to this uh, um, this anger. However, however, I'm getting better. I can feel it. I feel myself getting better, <laughs> okay? Because uh, right. uh, it's like it's, it's it's wiping from my eyes, and uh, and uh, I generally, you know, I really do wish the best. You know, as far as warning them, yes, I think we need to stand on the rooftops and point out what's wrong in this world. Not do to anyone who has an ear. So yeah, I, I'm, uh, but as I, I, I just want to say that again, I'm still struggling with this. All right, 
because uh, I mean, I feel like uh, they're, they're not going to listen or whatever, you know. Because, like I said, I'm still struggling with it. But uh, I, I, I applaud you, brother, on, on what you're doing, and it's helpful to me. And uh, and I hope that it's helpful to others that are listening. Uh, well, let me say I don't this. want it to me, be in vain. <laughs> well, let me say this to you. You said I, I I hope they're listening. I think there's some doubt there. This is the thing I wanted to, to say to you, and I miss you, and I miss all of us together, uh, brothers and sisters. There's probably like six of us, really. But various, these are people are busy. Everybody got a profession of something they're doing, and they just don't always be able to, able to come on. That's why so many of them, because I know they wouldn't always be on. But Brother Kim went here tonight. But I just want to say this to you, brother. I appreciate your honesty. That's one thing you have always, always been is honest with us. You let us know exactly how you feel. You don't sugarcoat, and you ain't scared of us. I appreciate that. Having said that, I think, Brother Ken, when we've been lied to about so-called whites, just like they've been lied to about us, if I can group us like that, I'm just saying we're playing these these narratives now. But I think there's a whole lot of whites, and this is where I kind of feel not sorry for you, because you feel sorry for people that can't help themselves. I don't feel sorry for you, but I kind of feel for you on this one. I don't think you know how many whites, so-called whites, really hate white privilege, pride themselves on working, and they don't want nothing given to them. And they can't help how black people feel when they look at them. If they think they're thinking they're superior, they may say something. I've seen them. They try to correct me all the time. If I come at them cockeyed. When I say all the time, brothers, I don't think I'm saying for worse than white people. What I'm trying to say is over the years when I have said something out of order, like, uh, 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 for instance, uh, I remember one time at work I was saying, oh, you, you got it, you know it. And they'll say something like, well, you know it too, man. You don't want to talk to me. Or they say something like that. They, if some people don't want you to snap when they work hard for something. Oh, yeah, they want that. But what I'm saying, and then there's some people that work, there's something that, some people that don't want credit for what they've done. Brother Kenwood, I don't think you come across enough people like that. So what's happening is you're in a bubble to me. You're around certain kind of thought patterns because you're in the South and you're around certain kind of black people, and then some of us don't want to go around white people. Some of us don't feel confident around whites, and so we just don't go around them. We don't hear some of the good. And see, I've had the opportunity, different than you, I think, to worship, literally go to worship, where we down on these praying, and I've seen them crying, trying to get God. I've seen them in, in, in Sunday school asking the dumb questions as well as the good questions. I've seen them vulnerable, and I've seen them, uh, uh, like I say, hate white privilege. And I think that's a dis. I think that's a. I think that's an unfortunate thing. In your life, if I may say it like that, I think that's one thing that's causing you to struggle. Yes, there are a lot of white people acting like the devil. Yes. But if there is a God and he is going to resurrect Israel like he says, and we are one of the lost tribes of Israel, his word has to be fulfilled. So these people have to exist somewhere that's going to help us. And the thing I don't like about a lot of Israelites, a lot of us that believe we're Israel, a lot of these young people mainly, 
they just think all white people are devils. And it's, 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 they are holding the movement back. If they would just change their approach, preach the word, just say what the Father said, and be kind to people. White people have feelings and emotions. You can't talk stupid to them and expect them to kiss your butt, even if they do believe you're Israelites. So a lot of whites, I've seen them on the streets say, yes, I believe you. And these young people continue to just let them have it. And even black, so-called black people, older people in these churches, they don't often believe what the Bible says. There is an army of white people that is against white privilege. I'm just doing this show to say to them and the others that's, that's dragging their feet, hey, whoa, look out, y'all got blood on y'all hands. Don't play with this. Push back against this. Start funding black organizations. Start If you can't help people, you can't speak out, you don't have a blog, blah, 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 take your money. Tithe into tie ten percent to black causes. People that are really out here teaching out, do something about it. And the Father will have mercy on you. You can get this blood off your hand. Don't think because you're in Christ and you're here in Christ, everything's good, brother Kenwood. That's what this show is all about. So I just want to say that to you, I think you've been given some false intel, brother. Comment on that, please. Uh, yes, sir. Uh-huh. I uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'm, I'm a little occupied, but I'm listening. I just got your mute. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yes, sir, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I think you've been given false intel. So at this time, Brother Ken, well, you heard him say he's got his hands full, but I know he's listening. Uh, uh, he is hearing his children is there. So listen, I'm going to go ahead and brother, put Brother Ken with, uh, on hold, and I'm going to go ahead and finish the show. Uh, and then we'll come back to him possibly around ten fifteen if he's still if he's if, if he's available. So, brothers and sisters, I want to go ahead and, sh- and have everybody if you have your Bibles. I don't think you do have your Bibles, but because this hasn't been a Bible study per se. But this is deep, y'all. Again, we're talking to the blood. We're talking about the blood of saints uh, being spilled by the hands of saints. We talk about white privilege. It's nothing cute. You know, you get this little benefit. No, no, no. We're talking about a system that have routinely disenfranchised millions of people. Uh, San Francisco, like I said earlier, is seriously considering. Uh, we said we were going to take a break, didn't we? And we didn't. <laughs> Let me take a break, brothers and sisters, because I was wondering why my throat is still. We're going to take a break. So anyway, we'll be back, brothers and sisters. Again, you turn to the Five Smooth Salt Network. Folks, this is serious. I mean, isn't it? Y'all feel this? Am I the only one feeling this show like this? Our white brothers and sisters are in trouble. Yes, they are. Be back. A little something.
on the road when Danny created that tune. In fact, we were doing just messing around in the studio in Nashville. And uh, Danny only had a tune for some chord changes and progressions. And, and uh, he and Tremaine actually got together and put lyrics together for that. And we decided to use it because it was different. It would add a little bit of contrast to what we were doing in the concert that evening. again for your time tonight brothers and sisters i know i've been going over a little long-winded tonight uh but uh this show tonight is not so much for the back and forth as we normally do on the five sports on network we have the co-host and the callers just jumping off the board this is pretty much me just writing the book uh before a live blog audience and so to the transcriber we'll go ahead and start now i'll go ahead and, and do the final portion it won't be quite 30 minutes because of uh, we went so uh, uh, we went so much on the earlier part. So uh, we'll start right here at 8:45. Uh, excuse me. Uh, we'll start here at uh, 
9.45, and we'll go to 10-ish and try to get some last-minute thoughts from uh, Brother Ken Wynn and wrap up the show. Our callers, if we have any, uh, any of the callers on the phone line have a question, remember press 1. We'll bring you on. If you're listening online, remember, brothers and sisters, at 10 o'clock you won't be able to call because we only contract for 10, so we always roll over a little bit, a few minutes, but just know you won't be able to keep listening to the show after 10. So if you want to listen to the show after 10, it's best to call the phone number. Otherwise, you will not be able to hear what I'm going to be sharing after 10 uh, Central Standard Time or in the next 15 minutes. So call the phone number there, 914-205-5592. Again, 914 Y'all like that little tune there? That was Daniel Hawkins of the Hawkins family. That little tune that just came out of nowhere while he was in the studio there. But anyway, brothers and sisters, in the book of Luke, chapter 17, listen to this. This is Christ speaking. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. Christ is talking about believers, those doing righteous. And a lot of so-called African Americans or so-called people of color all over the world are these people. One more time, verse 1, chapter 17, Luke 17. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe or trouble unto him through whom they come. Verse 2. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Did you hear that? Verse 2, one more time. Christ is saying, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea, then that he should offend one of these little ones or one of these saints. Brothers and sisters, you are not going to live this life and, of, and offend the body of Christ and think you're not going to pay I think a lot of our white brothers and sisters need to hear this because some of them really do have good hearts, especially those in the church that we're mainly talking about tonight. Now, those that are not in the church hearing this, you can only imagine how worse off y'all going to have it if y'all are doing the same thing to saints. You're not even a born-again believer. You don't have that blood applied. Listen. You know how horrible it is to have a millstone put up on your put up on your neck and you cast into the sea, which means it's going to take you down because there's so much weight 
That's a horrible death. Christ knows what he's talking about, right? He said it was better that happened to you. Oh, that's just a parable, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I think because in that situation, only one person dies, one person suffers. But judgment is coming, and that's going to look like nothing compared to the judgment that's coming to some of y'all. I'm not trying to speak none over you. I'm just telling you the word says. Some of y'all are no novice in the scriptures. You know that you can't offend the, the saints. You can't have blood on your hands of the saints. Like I said, I just want... Just have a little fireside chat with our, with really everybody, but especially those of the household of God. And you're offending other believers because you're part of this system. Some of the benefits you get, you didn't ask for. They was just handed you. And like I say, it, it, I don't blame you, and I'm sure the Father don't either, for you to receive some of this. I'm, I don't know what, I, I take that back about the Father. I don't know what he requires. He may require you to reject all of it. But I, as a human being, understand accepting benefits and discounts and favor and promotion and gifts. I understand it. But at the expense of other people is where I'm what I'm talking about tonight. I hope that this broadcast tonight scared the hell out of y'all to the degree you not only repent, to the degree you repent and you bring forth meat met for repentance that the scripture talks about. In other words, you do something to show you want to repair the breach. I thank God for you so-called white people that are who I described to Brother Kenwin whose hearts are, 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 you have the heart of, of God, you, you, you're trying, you want to do what's right, you're part of the answer, you pray, you read your Bible, you fellowship with the believer, and you really don't want to harm so-called blacks. That don't mean, as I've pointed out many times tonight, that you're not uh, feeding the beast. Uh, uh, it's hard not to live in America. I think the Father gives us grace with that part of it. Some things just going to come your way because you are white, just like some things come my way because I'm so-called black. It's just, it's just we can't help that. But I'm talking about where this show tonight have brought to light some of the things you're doing and participating in at the expense of your brother and your sister. Let me say this. First of all, just as a person, just as an individual, 
I want to thank you, those of you that have spoken out, because oftentimes on these shows, people like myself, so-called uh, uh, whoever's the moderator or the, or the speakers, dogging out whites at every turn. And I want you to know this. I say it so often. I do love everybody. That means you included, for sure. But I want to take a step further and say I thank you for every time you've said no to white supremacy because you helped some family, uh, uh, whether you know it or not. I want to thank you for every time you've corrected. So some of you, this is not everybody, it's only a handful of people that have done this, I believe. But those of you that have spoken out against racism and spoken out even against uh, a, a, a racism with black people opposing you. I'm thinking of a gentleman. I won't call his name out. I won't embarrass him. But he uh, was in a Cincinnati church, and um, and he saw racism inside of this church. And this young white male, a professor at U UK University of Kentucky. I mean, he spoke out. He spoke out, and he got in trouble with with the the leadership. Uh, he spoke out. He spoke out. Black people began to tell him quiet down, and he was just not having it. He ended up leaving the church because of it. And this was a white man. This is what I mean by Brother Kenwin. By I feel for you that you don't know people like this. My life is is it, is it, 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 full of people. I'm not going to say there's, you know, I know hundreds or nothing, but there's a lot of people I've met that suffer like this young white male suffer for speaking out against racism in church. Again, these are believers we're talking about. And this is why I addressed this show tonight to believers. Again, we know people, I know people that have spoken out. I'm not giving the rest of the people participating in white supremacy racism a pass. All right, I'm just saying I'm thankful. And those of you that are doing the right thing, please know that there's brothers like me that appreciate you. I don't think you're no devil. I think some of this stuff that's on you, you didn't ask for it. And uh, I feel for you that you are enjoying uh, a bit of, you enjoy, you, you see something evil that's on you that you didn't put on you that you hate and you can't get rid of. You can't wake up and just be a neutral color. Some of you, will, if you could switch away, if you could exist and not have this coming your way, a lot of, I think, white brothers and sisters would do it. A lot of people, a lot of our white brothers and sisters want to get what they get based upon their hard work and they don't want anybody giving them anything and so white privilege them is a slap in the face and i know if i got a penny for every time i've heard that from whites i'd be able to you know smile because it's been a lot and it's been many 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 years i've been hearing it and seeing it in person a lot of our white brothers and sisters please hear me uh brother ken Wynn and all the listeners out there i'm only saying him because you know not close tonight but uh Please hear me, brothers and sisters. Be encouraged, people of color. There are lots of our so-called white brothers and sisters that ain't having it. And so tonight, I'm not only rebuking those that are engaged in it, but I'm also at the same time encouraging the show is to encourage those that have spoken out to speak out more sharply and to just ask the Father to forgive you of your um, evil. And here's a big one. This is very important. Bring forth meat meant for repentance. 
do something to repair the breach in the lives of African Americans. Do something. I'm very serious. This is a blog, but I think I speak as the Spirit would speak right now. Do something to repair the breach. You've been breaching uh, 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 this people for a very long time. Uh, a lot of most of it was in ignorance, but some of which you knew. You. It's almost like this. America is a place with a lot of stolen goods. I mean, they have just, just imagine a barn full of wealth. This barn have cars, homes. Uh, The barn have intangible things like reputation, if there's a such thing. Just bear with me, my folly here. But just imagine uh, a barn full of everything that one could wish for in this life. Respect, uh, wealth, uh, prestige, insight, secrets. That's what America is, but a lot of it's stolen. And once you've stolen so much, you can build and do things with those goods. So they have with stolen gifts, build institutions, build edifices. They have with stolen minds, where they went into countries and and, uh, uh, courted some of the brightest minds in Venezuela, some of the brightest minds all over Africa, some of the brightest minds all over India, some of the brightest minds all over just, I mean, they went all over the world. When they find a genius, they make sure if they can't bring the person to the U.S. to wine and dine them and put them up here, put them up there, they extract information and knowledge. The Peace Corps is a good example of coming in peace, but uh, but but in their, secretly they have swords driven where they're stealing ideas of how to farm and how to do agriculture and how to. That's a whole other topic, a whole other show about the Peace Corps. One day we're going to talk about them, but I'm just saying America is a place where they just extracting, extracting from every from the ground from the mines and somebody may say well why wouldn't you if you have a country <laughs> how are you going to build your country if you don't go around and, and get yeah but they don't oftentimes give credit where credit is due so they paint a white face on all that they are yet what they are is stolen goods Intangible, intangible, stolen goods, stolen ideas, stolen wisdom, stolen history, redefining things. And so you got this born with all of this. Now here come us, those of us born in America. We're born into this stuff. So all of us have this blood on our hands, especially so-called whites. And I know I'm repeating some things, but if you just stick with me and really listen to the show tonight, you can hear some things that I'm, where I'm not repeating. White America, for the most part, I do think can't help some of the glory that they're given from non-white people. So I think there's some grace by the Father where that is concerned. This show is talking about the benefits 
that have caused pain, setbacks, deaths, that have transformed the people into property. This is the white privilege we're talking about tonight, especially by the hands of those that call themselves believers. You are not innocent. Repent. Bring forth fruit meant for repentance. Help repair the breach. This book that we're writing tonight, encouraging you, as we talk about in this chapter 8, Solutions for Victims of White Supremacy. We're the victims, so-called African Americans, our people, if I can say our, non-white so-called people have been just displaced. We're out of our minds. We've bought into certain narratives that are killing us. Why are you standing on us? Many of you are wearing garments, so to speak, that we should have been wearing. Many of you are living in places, so to speak, where we should be living. In other words, I'm not saying you don't deserve to live where you live. What I'm saying is, so let me make sure I get this right, and we're going to wrap up the show. I'm talking to whites that love the Father, you think, and maybe you do. And you recognize the comment when I say a lot of this is on you and you didn't ask for it. But you know a lot, you see a lot of things that can really help your so-called brother and sister of color. And you've been quiet. You have resources that wouldn't even hurt you to give to help. And if some of you just don't know how or what I'm talking about or you want to, you just don't know how to do this, I want you to do me a favor. I don't think I've ever done this before on the show. I want you to email me. Contact me. You can do it because I don't always answer blog talk of, and I want this to go in the book, too. Contact me. My email is Seth, S-E-T-H, dot, Mary, dot, Turner, at Gmail. And I say contact me because some people are, they just really don't know. What do you mean by bring forth meat meant for repentance? I'll try to spell it out, and then we're going to close the show. Some of you don't have money. So all you have to give is lip service. You just don't have nothing else. So begin to speak when you hear black people saying things that you know is not right, putting themselves down. If you're listening to this network, You've heard me say over and over and over, we're the people of the Bible. You've heard me go deep. Some of you know 
because you've been listening for a while. I'm talking about so-called white people. You know we're the people of that book. You know. If you don't know, I can't hold it to that. But here's what you do. You do know if you don't know that, you know that America is not number one. Some of you know better, and you just like hearing it. So when you hear people of color say this, or or so-called white people, correct them in love, in patience, and just say, that's not true. A lot of so-called third world countries, I don't know why we call them third world in the first place, but they have contributed greatly to society. And before America was even born, a lot of these countries thrived. A lot of what we get, we got from them. And uh, we wouldn't be where we are today if it had not been for the great minds and insight and intelligence and and inventions. and and, uh, I mean, tell the truth. You say, well, I don't like to talk. Well, okay. You do a written blog. Go into chat rooms where you see these lies and correct them. Fight back. Push. Push back. Push back. Believer, stand up. Set a standard. In this way, I believe the Father will have mercy upon your children and upon your life, and he will spare because you are a part of spilling blood. You may say, I don't see it, I don't see it, I don't see it. You'd be surprised. I cannot tell you how many white people over the years when I didn't know what I know hurt my feelings, made me feel less than. I went and started thinking less than. I started acting less than. And I had I didn't know till later on in life that it was because of that teacher that constantly challenged me, constantly not challenged me, but constantly second class me, constantly uh, undermined everything I did because they were racist. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard things like black skins was cursed, blacks were cursed with, uh, ham was cursed with, you know, I mean just weird doctrines taught in church. It's oftentimes by black ministers, but it was originally taught by them, uh, to them by white, white ministers, of whom you are part of. So when I saw you, some of you, you represented that teaching. I remember when eighth grade, I got in trouble in school, got put out of school because of my belief, my worship of white women. And it got me in trouble. I was kicked out of school twice because of ungodly worship of white women. We just put it like that. Without me going into too many details. But I was a child pretty much. White supremacy has scarred so many of my friends. So many of my friends would not be with a white girl. And there's nothing wrong with being with a white girl or a white guy if it's healthy. But a lot of the relationships we're getting ourselves in is ungodly, and we really are going to oppress those women, us men, and then some of us women are going to oppress those men. Even if a black woman marry a white man and she see him in this warped way, he's he's going to get white privilege married to a black girl woman, and it's going to be ungodly. That is some 
plethora of evil right there. That, there's, there's so much wicked in that right there. I see so many ungodly relationships, whites and blacks tangled up in this web, and they don't, they're in love, and they can even be in love, even if they're not in love, they can fall in love later. So it can be genuine love involved, but it's so warped. And they're hurting each other with this ungodly idolatry that's in the center of their relationships. And oftentimes it causes problems. White males think because they got a black woman that worship them, they're some great. But oftentimes when she sees black men, she mistreat them because, again, she's into white males. I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen black women treat black men good that are married to white guys but it's almost like she's got the prize and so now she don't want to beef with you no more because i mean i've seen it i've seen i've seen black women with white guys and they marry them because black men don't meet up they think so they marry a white guy and they worshiping him and he probably looks a little weird like I'm not all that, but anyway, he's accepted. And they're mistreating black males because of a false narrative. Maybe the black man does not develop as much as a white guy because he was raised a certain way. But anyway, that black man is still a child of God. He's just maybe undeveloped for some reason, maybe immature. But it's not, it shouldn't be a blanket over all black men. But this black woman that's hurt oftentimes will throw that blanket over all black males. And then she'll throw another blanket over white men as though they're good and they don't even they're not even deserving. So when you get something you don't deserve, believe it or not, that's abuse to white males. And when she throw the blanket over black men, the disrespect, oftentimes they don't deserve that. You see what I mean? I'm not just whistling Dixie tonight. White privilege is dangerous. That's why we're writing the book. The lies of white supremacy. <laughs> Do y'all understand what I've just said? Because that was deep. Again, black woman married to a white guy, if she's into this idolatry, this white worship, this whiteness, will oftentimes see white men more than what they need to be. And they'll know it and they'll just accept it. But giving somebody something that they haven't worked for is a form of abuse. Then at the same time, she's disrespecting a lot of black men because some of them probably wasn't as nice or this or that because of what we're going through. And she'll think they deserve to be disrespected. When they don't, they deserve training or whatever, whatever, if that's the case. It may not even be the case. She may just have it wrong. She may be comp- You know what I'm saying? You can't compare all men. You know, if a man is raised in a family that's intact like a lot of white families should be because they're empowered, da 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 okay, they may have some uh, 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 some characteristics a lot of black males are Maybe. That's not always true, but maybe. But what happens a lot of black women, once they start getting into whiteness, they can't see nothing good about black men. So they'll throw a blanket over all black men. And so all black men should see it's not good enough. That's abuse. That goes back to Luke 17 and 2. It would be better for that lady that a millstone was came about her head. She's black. And she cast in the sea. 
and she should have been one of his little ones. Now there, a black woman is practicing white supremacy. And the white male is getting white privilege. Do you see that? That's evil, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the phone line wrap up the show. Brother Ken, when your hand is up, uh, brother, go ahead. Uh, we'll love your final comments on what you've heard tonight as we wrap up this show. My goodness, that, that last scenario was something. Go ahead, brother. All right, all right. I'm sorry about that. I'm a trucker by trade. And I kind of, yeah, when you put me on, I was in a tight spot. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I really uh, enjoyed your show. And, uh, yeah, brother, you are going going in there. You're going in. Yeah, it's very deep, man, and uh, thought-provoking. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for letting me uh, come on. And, uh, all right, brother, shalom, shalom to you. Well, shalom, shalom uh, Brother Ken. When it's good, you join us tonight, and I appreciate your comments early, okay? All right, all right. Good deal. All right. And that's Brother Ken. When a lot of times, like I said, these, these co-hosts are really busy, and I just appreciate whenever they have time to come on. Brothers and sisters, uh, the phone lines have been quiet tonight. I hope that that means that y'all are really chewing on what I'm saying. Uh, the chat room. Uh, again, we just want to thank for you, those of you that have been part of the chatty, didn't get a chance to really uh, look at the chat room because I'm just this has just really floored me, and I don't have help, y'all. So I used to have people to kind of help me out, and I can look at the chat room more. So again, if you if I didn't get a chance to answer any of the chats you may have had, any questions or comments, okay? But brothers and sisters, we're going to try to do a show later this week in uh, celebration of the feast days. So. Just know that um, I love every single one of you. I really mean it, every single one of you. Uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, please stay tuned to hear uh, of the show we may be doing on this week. I'm going to play uh, our transcriber, um, give him a little plug, and then we'll go out with a very powerful song. So stay tuned. Again, I'm going to play the uh the person that's going to be transcribing our show, uh, the show tonight, and uh, who's part of the book writing process, Brother Yoel. Uh, so we'll play a, a plug by his company. Then we'll go out with a powerful uh, uh, song. Stay tuned. Listen to both of these. It's very important. I put a lot into the first and last song, as you know. And uh, we'll see you uh, on Thursday or Wednesday. Don't know yet, but uh, just look for a show coming up soon to celebrate um, the feast days that are upon us, okay? Good night. And y'all really, really, really be prayerful about this topic, especially uh, our white brothers and sisters. Uh, again, you see how everybody is in part, uh, has a part to play. So I won't even sing our white brothers and sisters. I'm just going to say to everybody, be be in, in prayer about uh, uh, not fueling, feeding white supremacy, all white privilege, any of us, all right, because it's serious, it's an evil. It's an evil, and the Father is not silent. He is judging, I believe, those of us that are harming uh, others, and that's really the American system, y'all, so we're all in this. Please be prayerful. This is serious, y'all, very serious. Good night. Are you a podcaster, YouTuber, lecturer, 
public speaker or pastor? Did you know that having your audio transcribed has a panoply of benefits? Transcriptions help you create merchandise, improve your search engine optimization, grow your listenership, viewership, readership, and protect your content from potential shadow banning. If you would like more information, please contact Yoel Described at yoelbenyisrael.com. That's Y-O-E-L-B-E-N-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Shalom. Made time.